how we love you. We lift your name in all the earth. May your kingdom be established in our praises. As your people, we declare your mighty words. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. is really odd as in i was I, I was singing that song father in heaven how we love you we lift your name in all the earth and then i recorded it and i was trying to think of what to call today's music and then i thought about i said okay let me call it father in heaven and then i thought okay no let me not say father in heaven let me talk about the fact that we are citizens of heaven and I was then thinking, would, would I be able to find a scripture that talks about this? Because this is something that I sort of like know in my heart. And I know that there are lots of scriptures that talk about the fact that we're raised with Christ. We're, we're strangers and pilgrims on the earth. We should set our mind on things above, you know, all of that. But I was looking for something that would really center on the fact that we are citizens of heaven. So I googled citizenship, citizens of heaven. And lo and behold, I saw that the New International Version of Philippians 3 verse 20 says, But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21, Who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. So I was like, wow. Now, I have been reading that verse in the king james version which says for our conversation is in heaven from whence we also look for the savior and you know that it's old english saying conversation meaning our conduct our behavior but i think this new international version spells it out much better in a way that i could in the sense that i sort of felt this you know i felt in my heart which is that you know um our citizenship is in heaven we are citizens of heaven and you know if you look at the musings that we have been doing throughout this week that's what keeps coming to my mind about the fact that as a christian it should be clear to everybody that i am a citizen of heaven and not of earth and like i said i personally i know that i'm not there yet for instance why should i as a christian be afraid of death why should i be afraid of dying and living this earth why should i be more emotionally invested in my life on earth than being present with the father on heaven how real is that whole heavenly throne jesus is there the kingdom of god in heaven you know i am seated where christ is and you know how all of that how real is that to me being part of a, a family of god translated into the kingdom of light you know born of god and overcome the world everything that the new testament talks about changing my birth origins you know in christ you know and, and becoming part of this how would i say this whole body family ecosystem that is christ-centered gospel driven holy ghost implanted you know how real is all of that to me 
because for as long as I continue to be invested in my life on earth and my natural assignment on earth, then there's a massive conflict of interest. There's a massive conflict of interest. And I remember Jesus saying one thing, which I used to wonder about when I was much younger. He says, don't, th- don't you think that I have come to bring families together? He said, but I've come to actually divide <laughs> families. If I let's just read that scripture because there's no point by trying to paraphrase it. It, it was quite explicit. So, reading Matthew chapter 10, starting from verse 4, he says, Do not assume that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. This is Jesus speaking. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I mean, I think this is this Matthew chapter 10, which is why I think I've decided I'm going to start reading the Gospels starting from the book of Matthew. Because I think for me to live a Christ-centered life, I have to go back to what Christ preached. And it, I, I really encourage us all to go and read Matthew 10 starting from verse 34 to 38 jesus is very clear he says i did not come to bring peace i came to bring a sword which is of course the word of god and what he's saying here is that as i that don't think that i'm coming here to you know i'm a disruptor he's saying it very clearly i have come to disrupt the old order the order that is against me i will come when i come into a family and into a life i will cut away and separate that person from everything that is contrary to my plan and purpose for their life. I will reorder that person's priorities, familial um, bondings towards my purpose, towards my eternal purpose and kingdom because every other structure, every other affiliation that has existed before then is temporal and will not pass time and space and the world that we currently live in. For the purpose of the kingdom, for the purpose of humanity, for the purpose of that which was before we all were, I, I will set one against the other based on gospel-centered values that was what he was saying and he said what he was saying here was how the gospel will actually drive certain people apart and honestly if what i have come to see is that if the gospel doesn't come between you and some relationships then you are not really following christ except that family was already a gospel-centered family and you were the black sheep or the prodigal son and you were the last person to get onto the train but even at that it's very likely that there will be some dissemblance at some point simply because it's rare to find a setting whereby everybody will be aligned you know into the gospel space at, at a point in time there, there, there will be a difference of opinion in terms of what christ is asking you to do and the gospel but even if you are one of those people that happen to be in a gospel-centered life fine then perhaps this may not apply to you but for most of us who don't find ourselves in that setting we will if you are following christ and you're following the gospel there will be a time when there will be some sort of dissembling and you know disagreement of sorts in terms of how you want to live your life in christ and how they think that you should be doing things because and he, he to make it very clear he goes further to explain what he means in verse 37 he says anyone who loves their father or their mother their parents more than me are not worthy and if you love your children either son or daughter and i like how he differentiated so that 
Because if you said if you love your son more than me, some people will say, okay, maybe he wasn't talking about daughters. But if that's all the daughter, you know, so and your children have to fall in between either. I'm sorry, even if they are binary or non-binary, then it, you know you are covered either by son or daughter. It it covers you, you know. Um, and anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. And whoever um, finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So all of this and the many iterations of this um teaching also in the uh, epistles of the apostles where they keep on telling us do not set your heart on things on this earth honestly i think that's one of the that advice is one of the best advice that paul gave anybody that do not set your mind on things here because what i have found is that when when i set my mind on things here and things here includes father mother children houses land includes both relationships and possessions Anybody that is invested emotionally on things on this earth, you are set up for spiritual heartbreak. I'm sorry to say, because you will leave all of those things at some point. Then, where I mean, what happens after that? What happens to both the people you have left behind and to you yourself that is now embarking on a journey into the great beyond? So, I, 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 I think that for me, the way I look at the world and my worldview that is forming based on what I read in the scriptures is coming to the realization that there was a world there was a universe and there was an order of things that i was born into my consciousness of this world began when i was born but the consciousness around my purpose was predetermined and pre-discussed even before i was born i am on a life's quest to align with that predetermined purpose predetermined um vision of god that is good for me i am also on a quest to ensure that i do not unconsciously or consciously align with any evil designed pre-discussed agenda and purpose knowing very well that there is a system that is contrary to the things of god that is rogue that is rebellious that wants to use that which god has created for the evil agenda that they have intended that is very self-focused and self-driven so and I'm, I am on an ongoing quest to turn away from that and to disabuse that agenda and to fulfill the purpose of God. Because I realize now that no, there's nothing like a non-aligned movement in this planet. We are either actively following the agenda of the Father, the, the Father of Lights, which is the Most High God, or we are consciously or unconsciously indebted and completely submerged, submit, um, submissive, and subservient to the agenda of the enemy and um, I think once as I've gotten into Christ I'm beginning to realize more and more that there's a whole lot that needs to happen for I as a, a Christian to get to that place where I fully understand what God's purpose is and the Bible is the manual that God has prepared for us to know what to stay away from and what to hold on to and I'm on that journey of finding that out for myself making sense for myself and just you know working more deliberately and intentionally in that space and um, the primary thing for me right now where I'm at right now is really beginning to come to terms with what it means to be a citizen of heaven assigned to earth for a period because I think re engaging my mind in that sense will help me reprioritize my relationships my purpose and how i see things 
and I, I, I realize now that you know Christianity and I think any faith work it's so much of an intentional purpose driven character formation but mindset changing thing that except you really really spend time interacting with the word of God thinking about it practicing the faith and you know putting yourself in a position where you continue to meditate and ponder and do things and socialize with people that help you make sense of this gospel and leave it out the bible will continue to be just a book that you read on sundays wednesdays or whenever you won't practice it i honestly think we christians modern day christians today we have a major problem with practicing the faith we have a major problem we don't know how to practice the faith we know how to practice church we know how to practice religion we know how to practice what looks like the faith but we don't know how to practice the gospel which is why our life our real life is separate from the faith it's separate so i'm on a journey right now of merging merging it together to the point that christ in me the hope of glory is what everybody sees and honestly i honestly i i i feel like i should i wish there was a way i could write this out because it's so intentional and i think that there, there, there really has to be a written down blueprint even if it's on a one pager of how the different things that god expects us to do that it's christian character christian conduct christian ethics because i find that it's lost it's lost you know and there are a lot of things in the bible that are descriptive there are a lot of things that the bible is very prescriptive about i mean on social media i hear people arguing over saying the bible does not um talk against polygamy people are actually confused because in the old testament there was there were polygamous marriages some people don't no, nobody even knows now that there are scriptures in the bible actually saying that a righteous man should be husband of only one wife so christian values is being lost and that's because we are preaching uh, materialism you know materialism in christ blessings in christ we've gone into old testament preaching so therefore the whole eye of eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth doctrine of the of the Old Testament has also filtered into Christian circles. It's time to create a demarcation between what is the New Testament Christian values and what is Old Testament doctrine. Because I think we, in, in, in it has been blurred to the detriment of Christian values. So I am I, I would like I said I'm going to stay on this for a long time because I think this is my theme for this year is living learning to live a Christ-centered life gospel-centered and christ-centered life like i said earlier in my other musings i think i'm nearer to the gospel-centered because i think i'm sort of like god is helping me with that even via this podcast and all of that but the christ-centering it's i'm still very far from it and i think my starting point is i have to maybe go back into the bible and begin to look for all those things that talk about christian values how to treat my neighbor how to you know be in the community and just put it out there and have a slide of some sort where I just have values, ethics, um, morals, conduct, how to, you know, charity, all those things, all those very prescriptive things that all of the apostles talk about. And I just put them there in the verses so that I have it to hand. And then I, in my mind, I have a mind map that helps me say, this is how a Christian profile should be. And then I then know how I begin to work my life to 
to to go in that sense because i i see that if you don't practice christianity you will never do it it's like it's like giving if you don't practice giving or charitable works you will never be charitable if you don't practice hospitality you can never be hospitable you can just continue to say oh i i wish i was hospitable i would like to be hospitable but you have to practice hospitality you know hosting people in your house maybe said someone like me maybe i have to set a target and say okay i'm going to start hosting people and but you know you have to practice it some people give their homes out for fellowship and all of that is so much of a personal space intrusion <laughs> you know but you if you don't make that commitment you will never ever i mean you have to practice these things and i see that when paul recommended or commended certain families and households and people for doing things what he always talked about it wasn't what they believed some people he, he acknowledged their faith but it was faith that was demonstrated faith in action it wasn't just faith that was being professed it was faith that you could be seen through things that they did how they treated the saints how they helped the apostles how they helped members of the church you know the kind of commitment that they lived in their lives how they endured persecution there was you know how they stood up for what was right how they helped you know the persecuted apostles and they saw to their needs when they were incarcerated these were practical things that made it obvious that these people were really walking the talk as christians and that the, the gospel of christ the 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 um, life of christ was of importance to them and was the most important priority in their life so they used their lives as platforms to amplify the gospel of Jesus as well as his lifestyle you know and wow it's as I'm just saying this I'm just you know I'm coming out in goosebumps Holy Spirit you're the one speaking to me here this and we're going to stay here I I am sensing that I need to stay here so I, I trust God to give me different types of titles every day but please bear with me I am sensing that there is a need to spend more time in meditating on what it needs to li- mean what it means to live a Christ-centered life in this modern world. And I thank God for giving me the good health, the strength, the sense of purpose to keep this going. And Him drawing as many men and women all across the world who would like to engage on this topic as well so that they can then go on and also shine the light in their areas and in their faith communities as well. And may the Lord amplify the purpose of His Word and His Kingdom in our hearts, in our lives, in our personal space, all to His glory. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and Amen. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. Remember, you are a citizen of heaven and not of the earth. God bless you.